The LA Kings saved their worst for last. We'll recap a near disaster of a road trip and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We would love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're a fan of this content. My name is Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. The LA Kings wrap up their longest road trip of the season with a very disappointing loss to a very good Dallas Stars team. If you missed it, and there's a chance you did because it was an ESPN plus Hulu only game, we'll give you a quick recap. And the Kings did not start off the game the way that they would have liked fell behind 2-0 after the first period. They did respond with a much, much better second period, but despite several great ace scoring chances, could only come away with one goal, a power play goal from Drew Doughty, his ninth of the year, assists from Philip Deneau and Adrian Kempe. In the third, it was pretty much all Dallas outscoring the Kings 3-0 and skating off with a 5-1 win to end this Kings long road trip. Cam Talbot, Allowed five goals on 28 shots. The Kings dropped to 21, 12, and 8 on the season, 14, 5, and 3 on the road, and they close out the season-high six-game road trip going 1, 3, and 2. We'll talk about where the Kings are in the playoff race coming up in just a moment. Checking the game stats for this loss against Dallas. Shots on goal favored LA 32 to 28. Power plays, the Kings were 1 for 4. Dallas was 0 for 1. Faceoffs won, favored Dallas slightly, 29 to 28. Block shots favored the Stars, 22 to 15. And hits favored Dallas, 21 to 16. We talked about the keys to winning for the LA Kings. Uh, number one was to head home on a high note. They had just come off their biggest win in quite a while, snapping an eight game losing skid. They were going home. This was the final game of this season, I six game road trip. And to close it out going 2-2-2 two, two, and two was pretty good considering all the things that had gone on for the LA Kings with them on this road trip. Number two was build off that win against the Hurricanes, carry that good feeling, all that momentum into the next game, have some confidence, play with a little bit of swagger after finally getting that monkey off your back. And number three key was the more the merrier. The Kings have added a lot of depth scoring when they played their best hockey this year, try and get as many people involved as you can. Well, none of those things really happened uh, at all. Obviously, they didn't have the depth scoring. They only had one goal. Uh, They did not build off that win over Carolina, didn't get off to a good start against Dallas, did have a really good second period. And then you go into the third after having played a really good second, and you think maybe you can carry that over, get that tying goal. Who knows what what happens? Uh, That that didn't work. Uh, And the Kings do not wrap up their road trip on a high note. So the Kings in back-to-back games this season, uh, they're 6-3-2 and two overall, 5-0 and oh 
in the first games of the back-to-back and now one, three, and two in the second games of the back-to-back. This was the first time this season the Kings had played back-to-back games where both games were on the road. Uh, All the other ones were either a home road or road home game. Uh, And while the stats clearly show the Kings in the second half of the back-to-back games uh, have had a tough time, it was certainly hoped that the win over Carolina could help them to get over the top, take that momentum, take that energy from the win against the Hurricanes, and close out the trip with a big win. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Head coach Todd McClellan commenting on playing the back-to-back road games to wrap up a season-long road trip. He said, quote, it's been a long road trip, yeah, but it's been an emotional road trip for a lot of people. We're struggling right now to win games. A lot of them are close. I'd even consider this one close until the back end of it, but it's the NHL and every team goes through the travel rigors. That was Kings head coach Todd McClellan talking about that road trip mercifully coming to an end for the LA Kings. As always, we'll talk about what we like and what we didn't like after a Kings game and hard to find a lot to like. I guess that second period, though, there was a lot to like in the second period. So many good chances. Um, The Kings did get a power play goal, but uh, could have had more opportunities. Um, But at least they got one. I'm really stretching here, folks. Uh, What did we not like? Well, not finishing on your scoring chances. It's great to do the good things to get scoring opportunities. But if you don't finish, if you can't put it on net, uh, you're not going to score. And it does seem like a lot, an awful lot during this stretch of games for the Kings. They get those scoring chances and they don't even put it on net for the goalie to have to make a save. A lot of times they're looking to pick a corner and they'll shoot it just wide. Um, second period would seem to indicate the Kings certainly had some fight in them, which we liked. Uh, but then the third period came along and I wouldn't say the Kings quit, but it did seem like they were ready to go home in the third period of the game against Dallas. We saw, you know, one of the games against Detroit a few games ago, they didn't play a great game. They ended up losing, but in the third period, they really fought hard and made it respectable and gave themselves kind of a chance and at least, you know, took something out of that into the next game, which they won, but uh, they, they weren't able to do it. Uh, against Dallas. And I'm a little bit concerned about Cam Talbot. Uh, amazing first half, justifiably uh, culminating him being an all-star, but he's allowed five goals now in his last two starts. So hopefully that is not something uh, uh, that we see a trend going forward. Even in the early part of this road trip, when the Kings weren't winning, they were still getting good goaltending, but that was not the case with the Kings from Cam Talbot in his last two games. I said before the Kings left on the road trip that the seat for head coach Todd McClellan was warm and a disaster of a road trip would put that seat very hot. Well, I wasn't sure at the time exactly what would constitute a disaster, but I think this was pretty darn close. Um, The way it ended certainly didn't help. I know that I have said that I would have made a coaching change after the Florida loss. What does Rob Blake think about that? Well, we may have the answer to that coming up very soon, and we'll have details on that coming up. We also told you on Tuesday that AHL standout Samuel Fogimo was called up, and while we didn't think he'd play in the game against Dallas, we thought we'd see him soon. Now, I have no idea what the Kings are doing with Samuel Fogimo because they sent him back to Ontario, Uh, and I'm at a loss as to what they're doing with him. I'm sure they have their reasons. I have not seen anybody just, you know, explain exactly what's going on. Maybe it's uh, something involving, you know, the salary cap. 
Uh, we've seen them call up players and recall them and do things to, you know, bonus money's involved and all kinds of stuff. Um, but Samuel Fogamo has earned a promotion to the Kings lineup. He's earned it with what he's done in the AHL, 20 goals in 23 games, should have been an AHL all-star. And God knows the Kings could use some offense five on five, and he could help out on the power play as well. I, I don't understand what they're doing with him. I don't understand why they haven't called him up and made him a part of the team yet. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you know the answer. I do not understand why they are not playing Samuel Fogamo. At least have him up with the team and give him some spot starts here and there. Um, but this latest move where they call him up and then they send him right back down, I don't even think he got a practice with the Kings. I'm guessing he didn't even leave California. Um, I don't get it. Uh, I do not understand. And we also... Have an update on Kings fourth line center, Blake Lazat. He got hurt in the win over Carolina. We knew he wasn't going to play in the game against Dallas. He is scheduled to have an MRI today for his lower body injury. Haven't heard any update on that. Maybe tomorrow we'll hear news. But uh, we did hear comments during the Stars-Kings game from the broadcasters that Todd McClellan told them that he would not, likely not be back until after the All-Star break. Uh, so if that's true, and again, the MRI will reveal uh, more details on that, but I guess the initial indications are Blake Lazat's going to be out for a few weeks, um, and that would mean he would likely miss the next seven games if he isn't coming back until after the All-Star break. So even more reason to bring up Samuel Fogimo, um, and perhaps this will force the King's hand to do so, but why do they have to be forced to do this? Why does it need an injury for this guy to get a chance? It's uh it is definitely a mystery to me. Hopefully, he'll get a chance soon. And look, I'm not I'm not asking for Samuel Fogamo to come riding in on a white horse and save the King's season. But again, he's earned it with his performance. He deserves to be rewarded, and the Kings could use him. What am I missing here? All right, we're going to hear from Kings GM Rob Blake on Thursday. What questions would we like him to answer? That's next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Andre Kopitar scores a hat-trick, and the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup. That sounds great, doesn't it? You know what else sounds great? You winning 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. It is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers you 100 times payouts. And although we love the NHL, you can bet on other things as well. Play daily fantasy hockey with other sports like the NFL, like the NBA. Now is a great time, great time to get in on all the amazing sports action. Make the right picks and you could win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Hey, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. With the LA Kings wrapping up that game in Dallas, that was game number 41 on the season, so the Kings have officially hit the halfway mark of the 82 NHL regular season. And if you would have told me the Kings at the halfway mark would be 21, 12, and 8, 
they're in the Pacific Division, I would have probably thought, okay, not bad. But it's hard to feel that way now. It is hard to see the Kings, who were one of the top teams in the NHL at one point, who had a historic road winning streak, now seeing them lose eight in a row and being in a dogfight for a playoff spot, it has changed the perspective of how we look at the LA Kings. But again, if we're going to try and be fair about it, 21-12-8, and eight, halfway through the season, is certainly not a bad record, but we know it could be better. Um, just my observation on the Kings from the beginning of the season to now, on the positive side, two of the biggest concerns for LA going into the season have been positives at the halfway point of the year, goaltending and the penalty kill. Both have been excellent and have been a big reason why the Kings earlier this year were one of the better teams in the NHL. Um, the loss of Phoenix Copley, having David Riddish come in, still be solid. The goaltending has not taken a hit. So again, goaltending and the penalty kill, two big question marks going into the season have been answered, and they've both been answered in a big, positive way. Going into the season, we talked about not many roster spots were available. We were wondering who's going to win that spot on the left side on the third pairing defensively. Was it going to be Tobias Bjornfoot? Was it going to be Andreas England? Well, Andreas England won it and has been very solid all season long. We've seen several players step up their game, in particular the Kings' leading goal scorer, Halfway through the season, Trevor Moore having a career year and has turned into an excellent goal scorer. And, of course, the number two overall pick a few years ago, Quinton Byfield, is having a career year as well and starting to blossom into a very good player for the L.A. Kings. As far as the disappointments so far, halfway through the season, uh, I think for me and likely a lot of Kings fans, certainly the power play and the play of P.L. Dubois. Um, the power play speaks for itself. It was a strength last year. Now it's just okay. It needs to be better. Hopefully with the return of Victor Arvitz and that can help that out. We shall see. As for PL Dubois, uh, I said that I would give him time to adjust to a new team, a new system and new teammates. And honestly, he has not been paired with a lot of great talent on that third line. Still, I have to say he has not done a lot to impress me. Uh, he has not lived up to the big contract that they've signed him to. Now it's only through 41 games. So there's still a long way to ultimately judge what that contract is going to be. And I'm sure at some point down the road, he will not be the third line center for the LA Kings. He'll be a you know top two line center at some point, and he'll have better players playing around him. And maybe when Victor Arvidsson returns, when it all shakes out, maybe it's Arvidsson on one of his wings. That could certainly help him out as well. But I still, I have to be honest with what I've seen and it's, he's just, uh, he's just right now kind of a guy. Um, and even if you look at the stats compared to other third line centers around the league, his stats I'm sure are going to be favorable, but considering he was the big splash off season uh, acquisition for the Kings, considering what the Kings gave up to get him, if we're going to be totally honest about it, through 41 games, he has not lived up to expectations, regardless of the circumstances around him and regardless if some of those circumstances are legitimate. So the Kings released a press conference today. Uh, it informed the media that Kings GM Rob Blake will have a mid-season report press conference coming up Thursday. It is at noon. He will address the Kings through the halfway point of the season. I unfortunately will not be able to attend in person because of my work schedule. Fortunately, that pre press conference will be made available after the fact, so I will get to watch it and break it all down and find out exactly what GM Rob Blake had to say 
about this first half of the season for the LA Kings. There will be friends of the show there to ask questions. Zach Dooley, Austin Stanovich, Russell Morgan. So what questions do I hope that they will ask and we get answers to? So I, I've got a few. Uh, I think the number one question I would like to know from GM Rob Blake is, has he considered a coaching change? And if not, why? And a follow-up would be, how much longer is he willing to wait if the team continues on its current trend? That's the big question I would like to have an answer to. Uh, I would like to know if he thinks the Kings are looking to make any kind of roster change to think to shake things up, any uh, trade possibilities. Certainly we mentioned Samuel Fogimo. We're going to talk about another player. If you keep your fingers crossed, maybe he has a chance to get called up. We'll see. But are there any roster moves looking to be made anytime soon if the Kings continue on this current trend? What is his assessment of P.L. Dubois through his first 41 games as a King? What are the Kings' plans for young star defenseman Brant Clark on the season? So far, he's flip-flop starts with Jordan Spence. I don't know that that's the ideal situation for him to be in or for Jordan Spence. Do they have a clear path of what they're going to do with Brant Clark. Why isn't Samuel Fogimo uh, called up and in the Kings lineup? Uh, what is his biggest concern for the team at this point, at the halfway point of the season? And what has he seen that makes him believe the Kings can once again be the team we saw more towards the beginning of the season than we've seen here towards the midway point of the season? Uh, again, we're going to update that. We're going to break it down, talk about what he was asked, what he answered, and give our opinions on that coming up on tomorrow's show with that big midseason press conference coming up for GM Rob Blake. Uh, we're going to update you where the Kings are in the standings and the playoff picture, and it's uh, concerning. And I promise you, this has been kind of a bummer of a show, but I promise you I have some good news to close out the show that's going to make you feel good, I think. That's coming up next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the price you want, it's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. eBay is guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. The LA Kings take on the Nashville Predators Thursday, 7.30 Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. And that's going to be a big game coming up for the LA Kings. We'll tell you why as we look at the playoff race as uh, we go into action tonight. Uh, and it's getting tighter for the LA Kings. The Kings have 50 points. They're in third place in the Pacific Division where they've been most of the season, but frankly, maybe not for much longer. That third spot, if you're in one of the top three spots, you get an automatic playoff berth. Now, the Kings are still five points back of Vegas with three games in hand on the Golden Knights. Uh, Vegas was off on Tuesday. 
They'll be back in action on Thursday against the New York Rangers, so a tough game there for Vegas. Of a much bigger concern are the teams that are now chasing the LA Kings. The Kings are now just one point up on the surging Edmonton Oilers, who won their 11th game in a row last night. They beat Toronto 4-2, and it is hard to imagine a scenario where the Kings do not get passed by the Edmonton Oilers. And it's hard to imagine the, the Oilers, the way they've been playing, not grabbing one of those top three spots. And that, if the Kings can't push, can't catch Vegas and pass them, would put the Kings battling for one of the two wildcard spots in the Western Conference. So Seattle is one of the teams the Kings will be battling with if that does in fact happen. Uh, Seattle fortunately lost to the New York Rangers last night, 5-2. to two, So the Kraken are still three points back of L.A., in the standings, the Kings also have just a one-point lead on Nashville for a potential wildcard spot. The Predators are holding one of the two wildcard spots in the West. Edmonton is currently holding the other one. And the Predators were off on Tuesday, but they, I mentioned that they're in L.A. on Thursday for a head-to-head matchup against the Kings. Any games the rest of the way for the Kings against Vegas, against Edmonton, against Nashville, against Seattle. Those are all going to be huge games for the LA Kings. You could even throw Calgary in the mix as well. They're they're getting hot as well and more competition for a playoff spot. So every game the rest of the way, the remaining 41 games for the LA Kings are going to be important. Night in and night out, no days off, no nights off for the LA Kings. Every point is going to be crucial from here on out. And again, Big game against the Predators at home on Thursday as the Kings return home where they haven't been at their best all season long. They're going to have to get better at home here in the second half of the season to make sure they wrap up a playoff spot. And I I still can't believe I'm talking about the Kings being in a dogfight for a playoff spot, but I think that's going to be the situation. It's it's where they are right now and probably where they're going to be the rest of the season. So every game matters for the LA Kings. Okay, I promised you some good news to wrap up the show because it seems like a show where we're talking a lot about the Kings not doing great. Uh, I mentioned on Tuesday's show that it looked like former Kings first-round pick Alex Turcotte was close to returning for the Ontario Reign from injury, and he could return as soon as Tuesday night. Well, that in fact did happen. Alex Turcotte was back in the lineup for the Ontario Reign. He played in the game. He scored a goal. And the goal ended up being the overtime game winner as the Ontario Reign beat the Abbotsford Canucks 4-3. to Now, there's still a long way to go between here and there, but a great first step for Alex Turcotte, a guy who was having a very good first half of his season before getting injured. He's another player that potentially could get called up to help out with the LA Kings at some point in the second half. Hopefully he stays healthy, obviously, continues to play in the second half like he played in the first half, and we may get a glimpse of Alex Turcotte. And we talked about one of the things the Kings could use is a guy with a little grit and sandpaper in his game, a guy who's not afraid to go to the net. Well, Alex Turcotte scored that game-winning goal, going to the net, getting a deflection, and he does have a bit of grit in his game, so maybe, maybe he's a guy who could fill that role for the LA Kings. So hopefully that makes you feel a little bit better. Great goal for Alex Turcotte. Great to see him back. And hopefully we see some more big goals from him coming up here in the near future for the Ontario Reign. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on the Kings every day, coming up on Thursday's show, we will preview Thursday night's big game against the Nashville Predators. And we will break down 
GM Rob Blake's midseason press conference. Friday, we're going to recap that Kings-Preds game and also break down what Rob Blake had to say. Uh, it'll also be another Kings fan feedback show on Friday. And one note on that show, I know that some of you that like to send emails kind of send them last minute. Okay, um, I've got some stuff going on on Friday. Me and the missus are going to take a well-deserved uh, a day off kind of to ourselves. So I will be recording the uh, Friday show late Thursday night. I'm not going to work. I'm taking the night off. So I'm going to have time late Thursday night, maybe even very, very early hours of Friday to record the show. So you need to get any emails or any comments or any questions you have in by late Thursday night for our feedback show coming up on Friday. Uh, and also, uh, if you want to talk about anything Rob Blake had to say, if you have any of your thoughts on the first half of the season of the Kings, uh, we'll certainly be talking about that on our Friday show, but get those emails in, get those comments in before late Thursday night. And if you want to send an email, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. We'd love you to stay interactive with the show by following us on Twitter, X, and Instagram, we are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you on Thursday. And as always, go Kings go.